Well, it's summer, baby. Take your vacation. Hi, I'm Jill Fetcher. And I'm Maggie Humphrey. And you're listening to The Agency Scoop, where we're talking about business from an agency point of view. And our point of view with some laughs along the way. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in every month for the latest scoop. Welcome to this month's episode of The Agency Scoop. How you doing, Maggie? Oh, I'm just doing great. How about you, Jill? I'm good. I'm I'm in the swing of summer. I'm a little stressed out. I feel like <laughs> summer is a little bit crazier for me because the kids are all going in different places. You're a crazy person this week. Yeah, I just can't do it. <laughs> but, you know, I do it and I just Super live mom, day to day. Truly, you really are. <laughs> well, it's also my daughters are now old enough to play an instrument in school. So today was my middle daughter's first tuba lesson because she is a tiny child and needs to play the tuba, apparently. It weighs about 1,000 pounds. I feel like, yeah, I was going to say, is it as big as her or bigger? It's huge. (laughs) It's not as big as her, but it's close. And they give us one to take home, and then there's one that stays at the school. But she had her first lesson at the school today because they do summer lessons. And apparently, she's a natural. I thought they're going to say, ah, this isn't going to work out because... She's too small, and I was just kind of hoping it wouldn't work out because it's tuba, and that's like a lot to take on. But she learned hot cross buns, and Mary had a little lamb just this morning. So we went from playing the recorder hot cross buns around the house in third grade to now she's going to be playing the tuba hot cross buns. So that's just how my things are going. Well, I'm the opposite right now of you. I'm not running around like a crazy person. I actually just got back from... A little getaway. It's kind of like our theme of today's episode. Um, It's kind of like a workstation. Workation? I don't know. Workation. (laughs) Whatever it is. Um, I was staying at my family's lake house all week, working from there. Was enjoying lots of sunshine and boating and just really soaking up the sun. Lots of reading. It was very relaxing. No brass instruments? No brass instruments. Okay. Not for me. But well, you're missing. You out. never know. Maybe maybe next vacation. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, what what's going on in the news this week? Well, last week I kind of lived under a rock because you know I was a little out of commission. I was still logging on, doing my client work, whatever. But I was not necessarily paying attention to the the news as I should have been. But luckily, Heather from um, our Rochester office dialed me in because I feel like I was one of the last to know about Threads. As soon as she told me about it, though, the day it launched, I downloaded it because I needed to know what it was about. So I downloaded the app and I love it. Early adapter. I, I have to be. I downloaded the app and I started playing around with it. It's so much fun. Have you downloaded it? I did, but I haven't really done much with it. I'm also not a Twitter user. Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, Threads is Instagram's new version of Twitter. I go on Twitter periodically to like follow hashtags and keep up with live news and if there's something on TV that I want to read the live tweets on, of course, but I'm not a I don't tweet, right? But of course, I'm the first one on threads pretty much. I'm like, I need to get on. I need to be up with the time. So I've actually put out some threads already of myself, really just um, taking it on. Um, But there's lots of rumblings in the news about it. I know Elon's put out some pretty aggressive tweets himself. (laughs) They say that, you know, user traffic is down on Twitter since the launch of Threads. And Threads actually has surpassed 100 million signups since this debut last week, which is crazy town. It's a lot of people. It's interesting because when I opened up Instagram, I'm an Instagram lady. Mm -hmm. I'm always on Instagram every day. So when I opened it up and it said, Instagram has now launched Threads, would you like to 
open threads or download threads or whatever it said. And it was a one click, easy process. And literally with that one click, it sent all of my people that I follow that maybe have private accounts a request to follow them on threads. So Mm -hmm. since then, I've just gotten a million notifications that (laughs) this person requested or, you know, accepted your follow request or this person requested to follow you, those kinds of things. And I'm like, I'm really not doing anything here. But there's such a low friction, low barrier to entry. It makes sense that they have so many signups. They made it so easy, which was really smart. I saw another article on New York Times that said a lot of the features a part of the app are, are still rolling out. Like they're not fully published yet. So a lot of folks are like, did they launch too early? Should they have waited till all these features rolled out? I'm not sure if they're going to do something similar to Twitter in terms of hashtags because Instagram does that. Like you can search by hashtags and Mm -hmm. um, photos and things like that. So I don't know if Threads is also going to adopt that. I kind of hope they do. But then it'll be a lot similar to Twitter. So I don't really know. Um, But I'm eager to see as these new features roll out if the hype will continue or if the excitement will really just die off and it's kind of just like the latest and greatest thing and then it'll just be old news, but I guess we'll see. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's interesting all the – I'm always interested in all the lawsuits and things that are coming out around it and, of course, Elon's mad because it is so much like Twitter, Mm -hmm. so trying to sue them and stop them from, from taking their technology, all of those things. But it seems like anytime someone's trying to sue someone over social media or the government's trying to shut down a platform or any of that, it doesn't really work. So yeah, it'll be what the what the users want it to be. If I people have, like it, they'll keep it. I have enjoyed the memes between Elon and Zuckerberg. They've been hysterical. So as an agency, I think it's really easy to hop on this bandwagon. If you're already tweeting, you can use the same Twitter strategy that you have with threads now and use the same kind of content and posting there, but also your same handle on Instagram or other places is going to be your handle on threads. Um, it automatically is that. Yeah. And if you claim it early, you'll have the most traffic because people are already logging in. They're already following whoever they're following. So it's a, it's a good way to... Tr- capture all those followers yeah. now as opposed to jumping on the bandwagon later. Right. I'm all for testing. I mean, why not test the waters with it and see if you're interested as an agency or even a brand, I would go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only negative though, you cannot delete it. So if you put things out there, it is going to stick around. So mm-hmm. maybe being a little more careful than with Twitter where you can delete tweets. Yeah. That's a big one. Keep that in mind for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Maggie, let's give our listeners a peek behind the curtain. You mean like a look into what we're actually doing? Yeah. Okay. So not so much a loss, but something that's a little negative lately that we've seen across the board with a lot of clients, with prospects, there seems to be this uncertainty in the economy and people are really afraid that the sky is falling (laughs) and there's so much talk about it and no action, right? So it seems like with prospects, there's this lack of decision making where they need a proposal, but then they don't want to decide on it. Or they're like, maybe we'll table that till next year. They're with clients. We have more and more people joining client calls than ever before, where maybe we had a lead person and and another person on their team. Now, you know, seven people join and they still are like passing the buck to each other of not making the decisions that they need to make. So it seems like lately there's just this like standstill of decision making and indecisiveness is just it's it's hard to get through because it's hard to get past. It's hard to continue moving forward and do the things you need to do. Um, And from a new business standpoint, of course, you know, I like when people just make a decision and sign on the dotted line. Right. (laughs) 
So that's been a, a tough thing lately, but we're working through it. And, you know, I think things are turning around in the second half of the year. Turn it tends to take a turn each quarter when people are looking at their quarterly results and saying, oh, shoot, we really didn't move anything forward or we didn't move the needle. We need to take more action. So I'm hopeful that in the next month or two, things will turn around and people will move quicker. For sure. For sure. But on the opposite side of that, we have been winning a lot of new business, which is a win for us, right? Yes. This quarter has been great. Um, a lot of clients that were previous clients coming back. So if they've changed jobs, if they have changed locations, um, you know, I've said it before, a lot of our new business is old clients that are new clients again. So that is exciting. That's a lot of wins and always fun to welcome, you know, friendly faces back. Yeah. And even some of our current clients that are on retainer are expanding, like even some of my own, Mm -hmm. which is such a good feeling, especially with the state of things and so many other businesses out there getting a little nervous. My clients are feeling secure and they're excited and they're growing, which is such a good feeling. It's great. So, yeah. It's great. And something we are testing right now that will launch hopefully next week is when we're um, talking about doing this, but we are looking at a lower cost offer to offer to a lot of our clients, followers, friends of the agency um, that we can do in volume. So it's a data project that will help people save their universal analytics data as it's getting sunset. Um, Now everyone has to be on Google Analytics 4, GA4. If you haven't heard about it, you need to hear about it. So UA is going away and all of your data will go away in the next year. So we've come up with a solution that we can work with anybody on that'll be pretty low cost and pretty um, low customization, but it'll save your data, put it in a usable format, put it in a dashboard so you can have all of that historical data. And I think that'll be really great. Usually we are, from a business perspective, looking at you know, we have fewer clients, but larger engagements and everything is really a custom solution for people based on what their business needs are. But this is something that every marketer can use, every business can use. And so we're packaging it as a lower priced offering that anyone can anyone can buy and hopefully do a lot of volume with. So. This will be huge for clients. <clears throat> I don't I'm I don't even know what it's going to be like a year from now after that goes away. <laughs> I don't like to think about it, but I'm really, really excited to see this roll out. So Jack and the team have been doing such a great job with this. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to get into the main scoop. So very on topic for me since I just came back from one, but we're talking about working and vacations and the overlap and PTO and all that fun stuff. But for me, I just came back from a workation. So last week, you know, I took Monday and Tuesday off, Tuesday being the 4th of July. And then I did work remote from my lake house Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And it was very manageable. It was very flexible. You know, I made sure to set myself up nice the week prior, kind of get a lot of the heavy lifting work I needed out of the way. So it was a lighter week for me. Um, but yeah, it was wonderful. I got to sit out on the patio, had the sun hitting my skin, getting some tan and working and sending emails and talking to team. Like it was, it was very manageable and comfortable and it was just so lovely. Um, and I feel like it's just that time of year. People are going on vacations, but a lot of people are still working on vacations. And I think there's a fine line there of when to take a full vacation, when to take kind of like a working vacation. And I know some people struggle with that more than others. For sure. And especially in today's world where we've talked a lot about remote work versus in office work, 
those lines do get blurred. And because of the last few years, having so many people work remotely and have that flexibility, there's sometimes those times where you feel like you can't ever really disconnect, right? And so um, I think you did it in a great way where you took half the week off, half the week you set the expectations of this is the these are the things I'm going to do. This is what I'm doing, you know, while I'm working from there. I'll be available from these hours. And I think that's great. I think sometimes in a lot of places they make you feel like, oh, you're going on vacation, but could you just do this one call? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or will you be checking email because I might be sending you these things? And so I think that that's where it can get dangerous, especially in a client service business like ours. So um how do you, you know, make sure that that's not blurred, how you can set those boundaries for yourself? It's hard. I mean, I think one thing that's that I have that I know not everybody has the ability to is the culture that we have here. One. Two, I have amazing clients um, and they're very understanding. And um, I just this time of year for me is a good time of year. Like work isn't super heavy. Everything's kind of flowing like a well-oiled machine. Um, but it's just setting myself up for success, I think, is the biggest one. Like I said, the week prior, I know I have I had a lot of work um, due that following week, but also some stuff due that week that I was going to be away. So I tried to work ahead. I got ahead in a lot of stuff, which gave me a lighter week, which made it way more manageable to work from a different location because mm-hmm. yeah, I don't have all my monitors like I'm working off my laptop which if you're someone like me I really do take advantage of having monitors up in front of me um so again I, I worked ahead I got a lot of that heavy lift out of the way for myself to make it easier for me and it was easier to set boundaries that way but I know not everybody has that luxury right right I think in my career the first time I really took a vacation that I was totally out of pocket and off the grid was my honeymoon. And so probably 10 years into my career, I was, you know, taking a week off and not connecting because with everything on your phone, with everything accessible, when you are, when clients rely on you, when you're that person that they, you know, their lead person, I remember feeling like I can't, I couldn't. And so even when I would go travel or I'd go do something, I always felt like, don't worry, I got my phone. You can call me anytime. Just text me if you need me. If you have any questions, like, no problem. I'm fine. And part of it is like the people pleaser in me mm-hmm. that I want to be like, I, I don't want to miss anything. I don't want people to feel like, oh, I was trying to get a hold of Joel and I couldn't. Yeah. And so, which is crazy because if you're on vacation, you should be taking a vacation. That I still, is your time to it's, recharge. It's funny you say that. I still do that. Like even like if I'm out for like a day or something and I'll put it on my agenda to go over with my client, like, oh, some housekeeping items. I'm going to be out of office this day or this day or this week. I'll always say, but you know, if there's an emergency, you can still shoot me an email. I'll be monitoring my email. It's just like such a second nature thing to say, which is probably not the best. It's just such an odd thing to be second nature. But again, it's the people pleaser in me. It's that client service person in me. It's like, ah, mm-hmm. in case there's a fire, like I will be around. Like, don't panic. Yeah. They probably don't even care. But <laughs> And they'll, they'll understand. They should. Yeah. And if they don't, that's not that's another problem, yeah, right? Of course. <laughs> um, but I think there's the problem of like, you know, what clients expect, but also your culture, like you said. And so it's it's being being involved with the right kind of company where you feel that you can do that and take that time to recharge. Um, I read a really interesting email from CNBC recently, and I think it was because we were talking about this topic a couple of weeks ago, and they published um 
an article about what to say to your coworkers and what to put in your out of office message so that people stop messaging you. And I thought it was great. And so obviously they said, don't say those things like, oh, I'll always be available um, and do that. But saying what you're doing. So I'm an open book and I'm always like, oh, I got I got a dentist appointment. I got a chipped tooth. I got this. I got that. You know, like I'm always telling people where other people are like, I'm going to be out. I'll be available after 11. And they don't say anything. And this article said, if somebody says, oh, I'm taking the day off on Friday, you might assume, oh, they're getting things done around the house or they're running errands. If I text them, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But if you tell someone, oh, my family is going on vacation and we're leaving Friday morning on a on a plane to go here, then they're like, oh, I cannot call her. Yeah. There's no way. I can't reach out. I'm not going to trample on her family vacation and do that. So using those kinds of details are important because it makes people feel like that boundary and give them that. And then the other thing, I I actually got it out of office from someone today that I emailed to follow up on something. And their out of office said, I'm going to be out until next Monday. I will not be checking email. So please follow up with this person if you need something. And I think Mm -hmm. that's the perfect way to do it, to tell people, this is what you can do. Uh, This is who you can reach. That person will solve it for you. Yeah. Don't keep trying to reach me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Always have a backup. That's a huge piece of it. It's funny that you said that about being honest about like what you're doing. I feel like um, Shep from uh, Marketing O'Clock, she's out right now on maternity leave. And the subject of her out of office email kills me. It literally says, sorry, I can't reply at this moment. Yeah. (laughs) She's out on maternity leave. And I just think that's amazing. There's also some tips in here that say, you know, don't pick up the call no matter how quick you think it is. If someone is calling and like trampling on that boundary just to, you know, take, take time to see what they actually want. Maybe write back, maybe don't. If you realize it's not urgent and they can take care of it themselves, don't enable people to come and do that to you. Um, don't send emails in the morning. I know a lot of times when you're off, you're still kind of checking your phone when you wake up or, you know, using a few minutes and you might respond to some things that makes people think you're available all day. <laughs> so that's, I think that those are all really good tips and good advice. Yeah. I love all of that. I think yeah. they're great ways to set yourself up for success. And to, if you are planning on taking a workation, at least giving yourself kind of some, what's the word, slack and, you know, some room and not really like piling the work on top of yourself. Or mm-hmm. if you really are trying to take a vacation and unplugging completely. Yeah. Which I feel like is really hard for most people. And I think that's a hot topic right now, especially coming out of a pandemic that having um, unlimited PTO versus accrued PTO. And a lot of companies are starting to shift towards that unlimited PTO, but they find that people are really having a hard time even taking that, which is really interesting. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah. I know some people who have unlimited PTO, but it's it's kind of understood in their company culture that they have, they call it unlimited PTO, but that just means that you're always on because you can travel and you can take your time and do whatever, but no one's going to take deliverables off your plate mm-hmm. for that week that you're gone or anything like that. And you are always available. Yeah. So most people that have an unlimited PTO take less, mm-hmm. it seems, or they're always still working on their vacation. Yeah. How do you feel about it, though? Like, do you – what, what are your thoughts on it? So I say that we are – we have – Everybody has a set number of vacation days here, but we're not really good at tracking it or like Wait, holding people honest? to it. I have no idea what the, what, what it is. Oh, well then, 
you have unlimited PTO. It feels like a huge, it feels like a good benefit. We want people to have that work-life balance. We want people to take the time that they need to recharge. But if you're not handling it properly and you're kind of making people feel like they can never take it, like it's unlimited, but really, yeah. like the limit does not exist. But also, please don't go over that limit. Most of us here, like we, we, no one really abuses that. We're all adults. But right, I think there's pros and cons to both for sure. Like I think when it comes to unlimited PTO, if it's handled properly, then it could be a huge benefit. And even having that in the background, like I feel like it's almost like a mental – like a mental thing where it's like yeah like I have unlimited PTO it kind of gives you some breathing room even if you don't use it to its full extent by any means it kind of it it generally makes people happier employees versus that accrued PTO especially if companies don't handle it properly you know it can get pretty tumultuous but regardless of your PTO structure I think that's something that's really really important to ask hiring managers and that HR process um, when you're onboarding because especially if a company is unlimited, you want to know how that process is being handled because it could more so mean that if you take a vacation, it's always kind of going to be a workation. Mm-hmm. And that might not be your, your jive and that's fine. Yeah. So those are super important questions to ask up front. And some positions are different than others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're in a management position, if something happens with one of your employees that's that reports to you that is an emergency – you can expect to be called if it's a coworker that it it doesn't affect you and you can wait till the next week, you know, then maybe it doesn't. So yeah. it, I think it also depends on, on position when you could expect to like never be interrupted or <laughs> never have those, those days. Mm-hmm. But I, I really think that we have a great culture of doing that and encouraging people to disconnect and actually, oh, they're going to be off. And we, every single week, um, especially in the marketing team, every single week on Mondays when we go through our weekly meeting, we do say, oh, this person's out next week. This person's out Thursday, Friday. Make sure you talk to them before they go if you need anything. So we're constantly advocating for our own employees. If they're not saying it themselves, we're making sure the team knows for them. And we have a shared calendar where everyone puts when they're out, when they're working, even when people are working from other places, that's typically in the calendar. And so it is a nice thing to be able to see a visual, everyone in the company, like where they are, where they're working, if they're kind of working, if they're not kind of working, you know, we, we have that full visual. So you can always see, you know, where everyone is. Yeah. I feel like we're very flexible and really good at communicating that. But I think like we all have this like unspoken understanding where it's like, as long as you get your work done, just it's fine. Forbes actually did recently uh, release some PTO usage statistics, which I thought were pretty interesting. So going back to what we were saying with um, folks who work for a company with an unlimited PTO structure, it's kind of this like stigma that they don't really ever take time off. And it says 42% of folks with unlimited PTO always work on vacation. Like they never actually unplug completely. And then on average, employees with unlimited PTO only actually take 10 days off, which is typically, that's like less than most accrued PTO structures and companies. Like the last company I worked for, we had like the standard PTO structure, but we had like four weeks, which is pretty good. Yeah. But 10 days is not that much. No. Especially if you need that to handle like sicknesses, Mm -hmm. kids' sicknesses, you know, all of all of the life things as opposed to just vacation time. Yeah. It's tough to not have those guardrails sometimes. And 
it is tough to to think about on a day-to-day basis to like remember, oh, this person really has not taken a day off in months. Like maybe we should encourage that as mm-hmm. managers and that kind of thing. So I think it's important and I think it's is life goes on in this remote working environment and how people are working from everywhere these days, it's only going to get more muddy. And so I think it's just good to think about, especially in our type of business. Yeah, I think if we we've learned a lot of things coming out of the pandemic. But I think one thing is people value work-life balance. And if you can give them some slack, they're generally happier employees. Mm -hmm. And I think having that unlimited PTO structure, even if they don't – again, you should be promoting that they take days off. That's super, super important. But even just having that structure gives people peace of mind, I feel like. So – Agreed. Well, it's summer, baby. Take your vacation. Now it's time for everyone's favorite segment. And all of you know one. Don't be that girl. Who's the girl this week? Well, I can't (laughs) tell you who because it's multiple people. We've all heard of ghosting um, on dates and with friends and whoever. But I've been experiencing a lot of ghosting lately. And it's not any one person. It's been happening across several people. But... There are so many people out there that they need a proposal. We have a great conversation. We meet. We talk through things. We come up with solutions for them. We spend time on that and send it to them or even present it to them in a in another meeting. And then I never hear from them again. And I follow up and I follow up and I follow up. And, and then I feel like I'm the problem. Like, am I being a nag? But they've literally never written back. And I just want to say... Tell me straight out if you're dating someone else. (laughs) You're going with someone else or you don't like my pricing or you just didn't get a great feeling. Whatever the the feedback is, I can take it. Yeah. I am tough. I can take it. And I just want it straight. And I feel like I'm bugging you because I keep following up and you're not answering. And then I feel desperate. And I'm not desperate. But everyone's been ghosting lately. I think that's so annoying too because it's like it, it makes it harder for us to gauge our capacities because what if like all of these proposals that are floating around and out there waiting for us coming mm-hmm. at one time? <laughs> right. And so many people say, and it, and it relates to people not making decisions a little bit sometimes, but just let me know like, hey, we pushed that back. We're not going to talk about it for three more months mm-hmm. or we're not going to make a change now. Whatever. Just write back to me. Call me back. Text me. You know, call me, beat me if you want to reach me. But it's... <laughs> But just let me know, right? The communication there, just let me know what's happening or that it's going to take longer. Because a lot of people, it, you know, when we are doing proposals or writing, you know, writing solutions for them or writing um, some recommendations, they'll say, could you start right away? And I'm telling you nine out of 10 times, they say, could you start right away? And I'll say, we could start next week or the week after. Like, we could get started pretty quickly. We have capacity right now. But if they come back three months from now, I can't tell them we could start right away. And then you feel like we're scrambling or whatever whatever happens there. But it also is just, it just makes me feel bad. Yeah. You know? Just communicate. Just like getting ghosted on a date. You don't want to get ghosted on your proposal. It's so. like, if you don't like me, just just be straight up. Don't waste my time. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> So don't be that girl. Don't ghost. And we'll see you next month. See you next time.